Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today we're talking about all things self-trust. And I just want to ask you straight up, do you trust yourself? What I mean is, do you trust your own judgment? Do you trust your own thoughts and emotions? Do you trust your own instincts and your ability to take action? It's probably easy for us to both agree that trust is the most important part of any relationship. Without trust, a relationship falls apart. Without trust, there's no firm and steady ground for two people to share their inner world and the vulnerable parts of themselves. If you were with someone who you didn't trust chances are you'd leave. So what happens when we don't trust ourselves? We are the one person we can't ever leave. And that's partly why our relationship with ourselves is the most important relationship we'll ever have with anyone ever. It's permanent. If our trust in ourselves falls apart, We can't break up with ourselves. We can't leave ourselves for someone more deserving of our trust. This is the existential crisis we will solve today. We'll explore why the part of yourself that you don't trust, the part of yourself that lets you down, procrastinates, and doesn't do what you say you'll do, that part, that part is actually there to help you and does actually deserve to be trusted. And finally, I'll give you a three-step process for bringing the mistrusted parts of yourself back into alignment. So first of all, how can we know if we trust ourselves? Here are some red flag signs that our self-trust is on the rocks. The first is trouble with decision-making. You don't trust the choices you make, so you avoid making them or you overthink them. This can look like second-guessing decisions, deferring to others to make decisions, trusting other people's opinions over your own, rehashing the past and rehearsing the future, or comparing the choices you've made to the choices of others. Another red flag that you don't trust yourself is that you distance yourself from yourself. So you believe yourself is not to be trusted, and so you keep your distance. This can look like not tuning into your own feelings, your own intuition, and your own knowing. This can look like minimizing, denying, or not even recognizing your own needs. You're super critical of yourself, and you don't recognize your own worth. Another red flag that you don't trust yourself is that you avoid taking action. You don't trust your actions, so you avoid taking them. So you're afraid to speak up. You're afraid to try new things or take risks. You catastrophize 
expecting failure, disappointment, and betrayal. You break promises to yourself. You procrastinate. So why do we ADHDers tend to not trust ourselves? I propose that there are two main reasons. The first is our own inconsistency and lack of follow-through. We ask ourselves, how do I know I can rely on myself to do the thing? This is deep. I've sometimes had the thought that if I needed to rely on myself to save my own life, I'm not sure that I could. This really threw off my own self-trust. The second reason why ADHDers tend to not trust themselves is that it's a trauma response to perceived mistakes or poor choices. We ask ourselves, how do I know I can trust myself not to mess things up again? The average person who makes a mistake is likely to say, oops, I messed up, and learn from it and move on. We can know that we likely have trauma, likely from childhood, around mistakes when we replay them and we shame and berate ourselves and generally overthink the actions that we've taken in the past. So it wouldn't be uncommon of you as an adhd to say to yourself that you can't trust yourself to follow through or you can't trust yourself to make good choices. And from that perspective, you are fighting against your own self. You're sabotaging your own efforts. It's you versus you. There's the part of you that wants to get the things done. And then there's the other part that resists taking action to do that thing. You set goals and you create expectations and then you let yourself down. But let me propose another way to look at the mistrusted parts of yourself. And this next part might blow your mind a little bit. It definitely did for me. The idea is that none of us is one self. All of us have distinctly different sub-personalities, which also have their own different needs and desires. There are parts of you that are not going along with the quote-unquote plan that you set for yourself because it has a different opinion about what you should be doing. For example, there's a part of you that wants to complete a project. That part of you makes a plan and puts it on your calendar. And then there is this other part of you, the part of you that has to show up at the scheduled time and execute on the plan. And that part of you resists and procrastinates and does not get it done. You might hate that part of yourself. You might feel like that's a bad part of you. But the truth is that that part of you may feel like they're saving your life. This is the theory behind the evidence-based psychotherapy called internal family systems. So for example, there's a part of me that is afraid of taking chances and procrastinates as a result. And then there's a part of me that wants to achieve big things and be brave. There's part of me that doubts myself and there's part of me that believes in my abilities. There's part of me that wants to be seen as perfect. And then there's another part of me that wants to be accepted with my imperfections. There's a part of me that isolates herself and part of me that really wants connection. I could say that I mistrust all of these quote-unquote negative parts of myself. But the reason they're there is to try to keep me safe. 
the reason I have fear, doubt, perfectionism, and the desire to isolate myself is for self-protection. Those parts of me are not against me. From this point of view, it's not you versus you. It's a part of you with one goal, which is to achieve, grow, connect, expand, versus a part of you with another goal, which is safety. It's not that you let yourself down. I want to say that again because it's so important. It's not that you let yourself down. It's that a part of you that wants safety is trying to protect another part of you which wants to achieve and grow and expand. That's why self-sabotage is not a thing. There is no part of you that is also against you. There are just different parts of you with different interests, desires, and motivations. From this point of view, we can see that this quote-unquote bad part of us, the part of us that we don't like, still has good intentions. In fact, it has intentions that we agree with. So we can have compassion for that part of us that is looking out for our own survival. And we can know that we are not the enemy. Ourselves are not someone to be distrusted. Ourselves are a collection of various wants and desires. There's the desire to expand and take chances versus the desire to stay safe. And all of those desires must be brought into alignment in order to move forward. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, Click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side, and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. So how do we bring our parts back into alignment so that everyone is working as a team again? That's exactly what I'll show you in this next two-step process. This is about how to realign the parts of yourself that are at odds. The first step in building self-trust is to know your current self. Get to know what aspects of you that feel like they're not in alignment. What parts of you are in resistance to the plan you've made for yourself? Can you name it? So for example, the part of me that procrastinates on publishing a podcast is in resistance to the part of me that wants to share my knowledge and express myself. Another example is that the part of me that doesn't want to work out today is in resistance to the part of me that knows it would make me feel better. Those parts of you feel like they're saving your life by not going along with the plan. In what way is the part of you who procrastinates protecting you from something you fear because it thinks it knows what's best for you? The second step to building self-trust is to bring the warring parts of yourself into alignment. Decide to be curious about your emotions instead of critical of your actions when you hit resistance. By doing this, you become a proactive ally to yourself instead of a bully. When you're procrastinating, instead of berating, like saying, why am I like this? I hate myself. I'm never going to get anywhere. Ask yourself, how am I actually feeling right now? 
try to delve deeper past the I don't feel like it or I just can't focus right now. How are you really feeling about what you need to do? Are you feeling bored, uninspired, anxious, maybe overwhelmed? The next part of building self-trust and bringing the warring parts of you into alignment is to decide to have a conversation with that part of you that is in resistance. Ask what need the emotion is pointing to and create a response that addresses that need. Ask that part of you, that part of you that you consider to be quote-unquote bad, what it needs to feel safe. So let's say that emotion is fear. What need does fear have? The part of me that procrastinates on publishing a podcast wants to know that we're not going to be embarrassed by the result or say the wrong thing. In making this podcast, I found myself feeling really vulnerable and exposed. This is my first time sharing a lot of these big ideas and personal stories, and I've definitely felt the alarm bells go off in my body that say, this isn't safe to tell your truth to so many people. The response that I give my fear is that I assure myself that I'll have my own back no matter what. That means promising myself that even if I am embarrassed later or I say the quote-unquote wrong thing, I'm going to be kind and forgiving to myself. Instead of saying, oh, how could you do this? I'll say, look, this is normal and it's human and maybe we can have a little laugh about it. I believe in taking this chance and I promise myself that I'm going to give myself props for it later and not replay my mistakes or the criticisms of others. I put a boundary around that and I decide I am going to reward myself. I am going to be proud of myself. Let's say the emotion you're experiencing is lethargy or apathy. What need do those emotions have? The part of me that doesn't want to work out today needs to be reassured that we're going to have enough energy and willpower and we can stop when we need to. This part of me also wants to avoid the pain of exertion. The response that I give myself is that I promise myself a five-minute rule. If exercise isn't feeling good within the first five minutes of starting, I can stop without guilt. I can promise myself some time to slug out on the couch later on. I create safety for myself that way. So in this first step, we identified the emotion we're having. And in the second step, we identified the need the emotion is pointing to. And we created a response to address that need. The last and probably most important step to building self-trust is to decide to be someone who meets their needs instead of punishing themselves. A lot of this is subtle and has to do with the quality of your inner voice. This has been a big change for me over the past few years. When I notice myself frozen or avoiding, instead of saying, what the F is wrong with me or why am I always like this? I say... Oh, it looks like we're having a really hard moment right now. How can I help? What could make this better? That doesn't mean that I let myself off the hook. It means that I help myself through it. I recognize the fear or the overwhelm or the apathy and I support myself as I sit with and move through those feelings. This can look like giving myself short breaks to fuel my dopamine tank with something fun. 
This can look like reframing the challenge or intentionally looking for evidence that I've gotten through tough moments just like this in the past. And this can look like giving myself time to breathe and just regulate my nervous system. So those are the three crucial steps for bringing your various selves into alignment. First, we identified the emotion you're experiencing. Then we identified what need that emotion is pointing to, and we created a response. And then third, we put a boundary around negative self-talk, and we decide to be our own ally. We speak to ourselves in a kind and compassionate voice, and we give ourselves what we need. Our inner voice looks like a kind and accountable friend that still keeps us on track, that doesn't let us off the hook, that helps us push through hard times in a gentle and sweet way. In this way, we can rebuild our self-trust by developing the voice of the friend, the teacher, the parent, the ally that we've always wanted and needed. We can be that. And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. All right, SOS squad, self-trust, let's do this thing. Here's what self-distrust can look like. Trouble with decision-making. So you don't trust the choices you make, so you avoid making them or you overthink them. You distance yourself from yourself. Yourself is not to be trusted, and so you keep your distance. And lastly, self-distrust can look like avoiding action. You don't trust your actions, so you avoid taking action. But I propose a totally different way of looking at the distrusted parts of yourself. It's not that you let yourself down. It's that a part of you that wants safety is trying to protect another part of you which wants to achieve, expand, go beyond your comfortable boundaries. So let's talk about how to realign the parts of yourself that are at odds so that everything can cooperate together. The first step is to know your current self. Get to know what aspects of you that feel like they're not in alignment. Name the emotion. Step two is to figure out the need that that emotion is pointing to. And here we are curious and not critical. We ask the part of you that's in resistance what it needs to feel safe, what it needs to get on track with the plan. And the third step is to decide to be someone who meets those needs instead of punishing themselves. Here we're talking about self-kindness regardless of the outcome. We're talking about having our own back. We're talking about speaking to ourselves in a kind and gentle and compassionate voice where we still hold ourselves accountable to what we decided to do. We're talking about self-kindness regardless of the outcome. We're talking about having our own back. We're talking about speaking to ourselves in a compassionate voice, the voice of the teacher, the friend, the parent that we didn't have. We're talking about being our own ally. 
The question I want to leave you with today is, what's one concrete action you can take to build trust within yourself this week? Let it be something simple, like getting curious when you experience frustration with yourself. Or when you find yourself in resistance, ask yourself what you need to feel safe or capable or motivated. I am rooting for you and I love you. SOS Squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. Send your SOS message to ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you.